0: This is the Greenhouse Podcast, and I'm your host, Steve Perkins. I'm a leadership, career, and business coach and the founder of Greenhouse, a company that helps people and teams grow and figure out what's next. This podcast is for leaders, entrepreneurs, creatives, and seekers. Myself and our curated team of guests are here to give you tips and share thoughts and have meaningful conversations about topics and career and life. Because we believe that with the right tools, you can lead a more fulfilling and impactful life. On today's episode, we are talking about calendar blocking. Doesn't that sound fun?
1: No. (laughs) (laughs) But I know it does to you.
0: (laughs) But yet everyone constantly asks us, how do I organize my time? How do I get more done? How do I focus on what matters? So today we're talking about my number one hack for staying more focused and productive.
1: It's actually awesome because I am a distracted person. And because you have hacked, given me your hack... I actually am much more focused and my calendar is in control because I've used some of your tips. So I actually love the topic. Awesome. Here you
0: go. I'm glad you used my hack.
1: I do use your hack. (laughs) Go for it.
0: Well, I thought, okay, how does this apply? There's so many scenarios. But instead of just the boring work ones, I thought this this shows up everywhere. So one of the ones I noticed at home was um, Ashley and I had been talking about this. She has some big... I won't call them goals this year, but big thing decisions she's trying to make, some mm-hmm. big things she's thinking about with sure. career and life and, um, and really important stuff. I mean, it's stuff that really matters to her and to me, too, and to us as a family. And the interesting thing is we're talking about her personality. We both know she's very much uh, focused on the tactical kind of day-to-day, like what's going to happen in the next... Twenty-four minutes. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm kind of the extreme opposite. I'm like, what's going to happen in twenty-four years? I was just going to use that example. Somebody join our family (laughs) who thinks about like tomorrow and next week. And and what we realized is, well, the the problem is for her. These are so big. She's going to procrastinate every day because there's more dishes to do. There's more emails to return. There's like some groceries to get. And she is naturally drawn to doing all of those first. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, she's kind of saying, well, I need to like get those done first to make space, mental, emotional space to do the big stuff. Right. But the reality is that will never happen.
1: There'll always be something in front of you.
0: There'll always be more Mm -hmm. chores to do, more Mm -hmm. urgent stuff. So you've heard me talk about like, you gotta find ways to put the important stuff before the urgent stuff. Right. And how are you gonna think of and plan for these big, important life and career decisions uh, when there's always emails to return? So I, I think that's maybe an example of where this hack comes into play. And really, um, it's all about, you've always got a lot to get done. It's always hard to stay focused on the most important things. So my number one hack for this is about calendar blocks, creating big chunks of intentional time on your calendar and creating them before everything else crowds it out.
1: Mm. I know there's <laughs> listeners out there going, that...
0: Ooh, there's the key. <laughs> yeah, there's <laughs> the part that stings. But that's that's what makes it work. It does. If you just say, oh, cool. Cool hack, Steve. Tomorrow I'll try to do that. Mm-mm. Too late. There's already right. too much stuff grabbing your attention tomorrow. Mm. But if you put it so on you the you to think ahead? You got to think ahead. Mm-hmm. And I'm talking to you as a, a non-planner to the mm-hmm. max. I do not... I'm not a natural planner. But this helps me to put these big chunks of time mm-hmm. um, and I'll talk about at the end how exactly to do it. There's, a very, there's actually some very specific steps of how to do it to make it work. But we'll also talk about how to do this for each personality type. Mm, love it. There's kind of four key types of people and each one has to approach this differently. Okay. So this is the problem with like productivity books. If you're frustrated with that stuff, if oh. you tried some system in the past or you bought some planner and it mm-hmm. just didn't work and it made you feel overwhelmed, mm-hmm. that's probably because it was built for a different personality type than what you have. So you gotta stick around because that's, that's that's a good, good call
1: part. out. Because there's a lot of books that are just like how to develop habits. Well, I don't know. That's awesome. But different personalities see it differently. So, yeah. yeah and think about point. it.
0: Most people drawn to creating a book about that are hyper type A <laughs> right. organized love organization. Like, well, they're, they are one extreme type that a lot of us who struggle with it are not. Right. But another, another, I think, angle of this is we don't think about this a lot. When it comes to, let's say, our diet, what we eat, or our money, there's a lot of conversation and thought around how do you get organized with your money? How do you get organized with your eating? <laughs> have a plan, You know, have a strategy. And so much money is spent on marketing in these mm-hmm. categories. It is. And yet, I would argue, in our kind of niche of the world and modern time, that time is our most valuable resource, not money. Most of us have enough to live on, and Sure, we all want more, but we have enough and probably more than most people in history. Time is what we're lacking. We all feel busy. We all feel rushed, yeah. overwhelmed. Time is the more important resource. And yet we don't spend any effort organizing our time. Mm-hmm. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. So it's kind of my, <laughs> right. ner- my nerd yeah. <laughs> point. But when you stop and think about it, it's, wait a minute, that's that's wild. Mm-hmm. That's wild. We don't have classes on it in school. Right. We don't have like a whole lot of conversations. Or marketing dollars uh, mm-hmm. spent on how to organize our time. Mm-hmm. So that's what I want to help you with today is thinking about how do we shape and use our time? What is our relationship with time? And how do we reclaim control of our calendar? Mm-hmm. How do you feel about like your time in general? I know you've, you've been working on a lot of things mm. over the past years. But when you think about yeah. your relationship to time <laughs> in general... What,
1: that I, I would say that, especially before I came to Greenhouse, unless somebody else thought about time, I wasn't always thinking about it, except that I don't like to be late. So maybe that's my one relationship with uh-huh. time is that I'm really annoyed by being late. So there's one thing yeah, I, you know, I don't like to, I like to be, in fact, a little bit early, right? So it kind of bugs yeah. me. Yeah.
0: But that is kind of interesting because then that was something you thought about and always. made plans around Yeah, Like, so how do was, I get there was Right.
1: Early? Right, but they didn't exist anywhere. You know what I mean? There was yeah. no real formal thought to it. Yeah, um, and so I would say that I mostly depended on others. Okay. Um, now I feel like because I've learned some systems, like I think that people would even be surprised that that I can tend to lose track of time, but I, that I don't come across like I lose track of time anymore.
0: Yeah, that is true about you because mm-hmm. you have that that dual um, thing going on where you can be very in the moment and present and free flowing. And you're also very like intentional. Yeah. So here's another thing you mentioned other. Sometimes it's just like other people shape that for me. Cause I don't think about it. Well, guess yeah. what? Google and Microsoft. I, uh, here's another book I really want to write. Google and Microsoft have totally shaped our relationships with time because they built a calendar mm-hmm. that has our slots. Right. So we go to work and our calendar has hour slots and sometimes half hour slots. Right. So what do people do when they book a meeting they with you? They book an hour. They book an hour. Mm-hmm. And then what do you do in that meeting? You use Wait the whole hour. Wait for the hour, hour to be <laughs> over. <Right.
1: laughs> you don't need a
0: whole hour, right? Right. So many meetings that could be 10 minutes. And, uh, and so this has kind of shaped a culture and a mindset and a relationship with time of, mm-hmm. well, I have this many hours in the day think about it before it wasn't that long ago that like we didn't have clocks and we didn't have measured time so people just went by the sun and the moon (laughs) and now we have every hour is scheduled out where I have this person in my life for an entire hour plus three minutes because they're going to go over and and so that's shaped our whole relationship with time like is that how you want it to be Mm -hmm. and I think what's interesting about the COVID pandemic is it's maybe the first time in our modern, like in our generations that we had, it forced us to think differently. Like, wait, I don't actually have to do work that way mm-hmm. because we're all jolted out of our norm of yep. meetings and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I've noticed a lot of people have started rethinking like, oh, maybe maybe meetings could look different. Maybe mm-hmm. my work schedule could be different. Because mm-hmm. we kind of just assumed that, well, this is the way it is. and It's always got to be that way. Right. No, actually, you have a lot of control over your time. Even even if you have to show up at meetings for other people, you could make suggestions. <laughs> How about we do 20 minutes instead <laughs> of 53? Uh,
1: yeah, and I also, like, I teach a lot of public speaking, and I always tell speakers, if you've been asked to speak an hour, first of all, never go over it. Because all of a sudden, everything you say, no one cares about it anymore. Because all they're like is like, you just wasted five minutes of my life. All they can think That's about all is they can, It time. doesn't matter how good you were. <laughs> yeah. Number two is actually end, plan to end early because then you've given them the gift of time and they walk away with a more positive feeling from the experience. That's smart. So it's just like a meeting. Yeah. Like plan to. And when we have reached our goal, end it, right? End it. <laughs> Why? You just yeah. feel the need to say all this it's extra a, stuff. It's important. I think it's <laughs> people like to feel like it's more. you come across more important if you go longer.
0: Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And I mean we're speaking from the heart here. We we have experienced and contributed to these things too and it's just trying to trying to find better ways. So the other the other thing about this is um we call things priorities. And then we do everything else before we get to the priorities. So again, mm-hmm. just another like mental check. Like mm-hmm. wait a minute, that's weird. Why do I call it a priority and then do respond to 20 other emails before I do that thing. (laughs) And it's just funny. I mean, I think for me, starting a business forces you to like ask these questions and, and get better at these things. So I'm like, man, time is money now. I got to think about how I use it. And that was one of the first things I noticed. I have this set of priorities that are actually going to move the business forward, make money, Mm -hmm. like grow this thing. And yet, I was spending days and days going to other people's meetings, responding to other people's concerns.
1: Right. That was a real shift you made when you first started walking into your own space, right?
0: Yeah. And every time I work with a business owner or especially business owners, but even other leaders, doesn't matter. They could be the most tenured, successful person. This is still a a challenge or an area of blind spot. So so I think it becomes about um, how do you how do you flip that? Like kind of the 80, 20 rule. Like how do you put the 20% things before the 80% things? Another thought is, have you ever noticed when you, cause you do a lot of like creative work and tactical work in mm-hmm. your job. Mm-hmm. Have you ever noticed that when you're switching modes, it can be, it can take time even though uh, Even though there's not anything you necessarily need to quote unquote do, it's like almost hard to switch modes from, okay, I was just getting tasks done. Now I have to go be like creative Mm -hmm. or I have to go coach and be in a different mindset.
1: Yeah. Because I think remember just even the other day, I called it out. We were trying to calendar. We were talking about scheduling something on a Monday and you'll probably talk about what we typically do on Mondays, right? Yeah. And it it was like right in the middle of the day and I was like, that's actually hard for me because I really need to create a class. And if my creative space is broken up with a, a task, sometimes it's really hard to get back into the groove of that creative space.
0: Yeah, yeah. So I
1: need longer chunks of time sometimes. I mean, I, in a perfect world, we would be able to jump back and <laughs> forth to each one, but it's not always as easy as you think.
0: It's not. And so artists and creatives know this because their whole job is getting into the zone. Um, but what's happening is more and more regular people jobs, quote unquote, more and more like average jobs, are having creative and strategic elements Mm -hmm. because you've heard the term like knowledge work, you know, now it's not uh, mainly in in industrial economy anymore of like, here's the blueprint, here are the 10 steps for how to do your job, repeat them every day. Mm -hmm. Now, most people's jobs are, Hey, here's a problem. Come up with a solution. Right. And so that knowledge work is more creative. Right. And therefore we have more and more of this switching going on of modes during the day. So, again, just a dynamic that's affecting all of us and really like hurting a lot of us that we, no one's talking about. No, we're not addressing it. And so um, they call it switching cost. Like, there is a cost associated with moving from creative mode to task mode back to creative <laughs> that's mode. True. And there's a ramp up or a ramp mm-hmm. down. And you talk to people who like write songs or, mm-hmm. or create poetry. And it's like, yeah, it could take sometimes hours for them to get in the zone. Mm-hmm. And once you're in the zone, oh man. It's yeah. off to the races. Oh, I know. Even athletes, right? Athletes will talk about that too. Oh,
1: yeah. I'm married to a professor. <laughs> so in the summers, he does a lot of research and writing. And I am such a blurter. I'm just like, I mean, it could be the most meaningless thing. And I will just sometimes, and I care about him and I like him. So I'll like, be like, I'm going to go tell Adam this random thought I had. Oh, my God. <laughs> I had to really learn, really learn yeah. that, that almost shut his door, really, honestly. Because he, he was telling me that it was like, and he doesn't want to be rude, so uh-huh. he listens. But then he was like, the ramp up to get back into the thought in which Oof, you yeah. jumped in really was hard to get back. Yeah. So I really raised my awareness of that, just being married to someone who writes a lot.
0: That's fascinating. Yeah. yeah. He's like, uh, oh, it took me 30 minutes to oh, get to that I point. Yeah. And you just botched it. Yeah. But here's another one, coders, right? We have more and more software development type roles out there in the workforce. Same thing. Coders have to have, like, 10 different streams of thought simultaneously held in their brain without breaking it. Otherwise, they make a mistake. Right. Talk about, I mean, I've worked with people like that before, and they said the worst thing is the workplace now is very open, and anyone can walk up and say hi to you. There's no door that they could close to their office. And they would constantly get interrupted by people like me. You know, it's like, oh, that ruined everything. Yeah. They need like eight hour stretches Mm -hmm. of uninterrupted time. Mm -hmm. So this is a a major issue when it comes to work fulfillment or just productivity. And I think that creative stuff is more and more like invisible stuff. There's nothing on your calendar that says, okay, Sunday, now is when you have to create that class. No, you have to create the space. It's all up to you to create the space to to work on that, that class content. No one else is going to be like, come on, show up. We need you to do this. I
1: have to protect that, right? You have to
0: protect it. So how, how do you protect it? And that's kind of uh, what I want to get into a little bit. Uh, I I don't know if you have any other examples of the type of creative work that, that would fit into this category. I was thinking of some others like um, goals. We set goals at the beginning of the year and then we forget them. So this is something that maybe you need to put some space on your calendar throughout the year to to read your goals or to like think about them again or implement them, or like for leaders or if you're trying to grow in a, in your relationship a certain relationship in your life again like there's nothing on your calendar that says okay Friday afternoon Sunday grow in your relationship Or
1: call your mom right yeah <laughs> so yeah. you kind of have to create
0: that and you how do you, how do you do that it sounds nerdy it sounds maybe forced but mm-hmm. well it's not going to happen on its own no. Uh, Can you think of any other like categories of stuff that doesn't occupy space on your calendar on its own?
1: I would say that anything, honestly, anything other than a meeting, anything other because the meetings are the obvious thing. Right. So anything that you need to. I I actually used the example the other day about how people have asked me how I stay productive and I'm like yeah. well nothing in my head doesn't live somewhere on my calendar nothing 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 mm. so even if I am trying to noodle around where I want to send Leah to school next year which is a conversation I will just sit in the land of where am I going to send Leah to school next year I put it on my calendar that says brainstorm with Adam about which schools we're interested in yeah. and then on the calendar I also write decide <laughs> somewhere else because if it doesn't it just floats around that's somewhere really in there
0: that's smart that's but that's smart because you're taking it an extra step of okay I know I'm going to noodle and then nothing's going to happen. Nothing,
1: with yeah. I will if it doesn't. If it, I have to get it out of my brain and put it in a spot to decide. Okay,
0: that. all right. At this point in the conversation, I know some personalities like where are we? What are okay. we talking about? We've been. I want to bring it home for those people and say <laughs> <laughs> the point I'm trying to make is you got to flip from waiting for someone else to ask you to do something right. to being intentional and putting it on your, your own, calendar. own Calendar. So when we say you know, calendar Mm -hmm. blocks. This is just a easy way to do it. Yeah. All right. So here's the how the how is totally simple. It's totally simple, but you have to get in the habit of doing it Mm -hmm. and it's take 30 minutes or an hour, um, and put it on your calendar Like, a few weeks out from now. Okay. And even if you're really ambitious, make it a recurring thing every week. Okay. I think the week is the right chunk of time, not daily. A lot of people try to do it daily, and then they Mm. get burned out. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So, every week, if you're wondering when, I would say do it on Friday, not on Monday. Ooh, why? Well, people tend to do planning on Monday. The problem is, it takes you all Monday, (laughs) (laughs) and then you're like, man... That Monday's already done, and I haven't gotten started on anything.
1: Right. And and everybody's (laughs) waiting for something, right? Yes. And
0: everyone's been pinging you with questions because it's Monday. We're getting back in the flow. We got to hit the ground running and prove ourselves and prove our worth. And ah! it's like, (laughs) right. Breathe on Friday. Think about your priorities. Right. um, Create that kind of block of time on Friday. Then Monday, you can just hit the ground running and feel like you already got a lot of the important stuff done. Mm hmm. So 30 minutes or an hour, uh, but here's the key. you got to think about strategically where that block goes. So Which block? The, f- the block of time, the 30 minutes or the okay. hour, where does it go? Okay. Does it go in the morning? Does it go at lunch? Does it go at afternoon, evening? And what I would say is you want to pick a time where you're least likely to get distracted by other things or other people. So for me, I know that has to be early in the morning cuz once the day gets going, I'm getting pinged with questions and stuff's happening and I'm putting out fires. So like it's got to be in the morning for me. But some people they're like, "Oh man, late afternoon or evening, you know, mm-hmm. late at night." <laughs> what is the what's the time when mm-hmm. you're least likely to get distracted? Yeah. What is it for you? I
1: think uh, where where right after lunch on Friday. Only because it, not a lot of productivity is going to happen for me <laughs> at that time of the day. So it's a great spot to be more. Nobody usually puts meetings on my calendar at that uh-huh. time of day. So I just feel like most people are already checking out. So I stop and get strategic about the next okay, week. Okay, yeah. Right after lunch. That's
0: good. Okay, and then the other piece of this, do you know where I'm going to go with this one? I don't. <laughs> it's physically where oh, do the, you do Yeah, it? yes,
1: yeah, right.
0: And this one's hard with a lot of people still being kind of right stuck right now. all right the time. Right now the COVID and... people
1: are thinking the same place, everything <laughs> else happens. <laughs> <laughs> the, stu-
0: the poor New York studio apartment people are like.
1: <laughs> well, I moved yeah. to that chair. Uh, that, you're right, you're right, but that actually can be a trigger, can it? I go to the. I stand in that corner. I stand in that corner. <laughs> right. oh,
0: yeah. Well, you're thinking of your friend Tom. He's he's in Barcelona, where like the only place he can get out of the house, quote unquote, is like going to the rooftop. Right. Yeah. <laughs> okay, but the point is, find a physical place where you can get in the right vibe. Okay. So for me, it's um, there's this one room in the house that just feels cozier. Our main living rooms kind of like too spacious, and mm-hmm. other people are walking by. So it's this room that's kind of tucked away, and there's a lamp, and so it feels cozy and a big chair, and uh, I don't know something about the vibe of that room feels like I can focus and no one will bother me. Or at work, I have this phone booth. Have you ever have you ever seen me in the phone booth? Many times. <laughs> Oh, do you have a favorite booth. phone booth? I do have a favorite phone <laughs> booth. <laughs> but no one bothers me there. And right. I'm not distracted. I'm a people right. watcher. So I'm right. not distracted by Because you're back.
1: Everything. Literally, the phone booths here at Gather are, you're facing the wall. <laughs> and your back is to the glass door. So you're right. You can't get distracted by anything.
0: Everywhere I've worked, I've found the phone booth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, what's your spot? Um, at work? At home?
1: First of all, at home, it's this one tall table by my window. And I don't know, this is so strange, but I have to light a candle. It's just like, so to me, lighting the candle says focus.
0: <laughs> so you could be almost in multiple different places, but if you have the candle, that kind of Yeah, helps.
1: I know kids in the room, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> focus with the candle. Candle always brings me focus at home.
0: That's good, yeah. Yeah,
1: but like, at, I, at work, I just, a quiet space, that's yeah. all. A quiet space, it doesn't have to be... Um, any in particular space there. But I do prefer to do my, my sprint planning at work.
0: That's good. Okay. So anyone listening, think of your spot. And yeah, things like a candle or a favorite drink or yeah. turning on music. Yeah. Sometimes you know? a cup
1: of tea is another trigger of say, hey, focus. Yeah. I know.
0: All right. So that's that's my hack. That's my hack. And I wanted to talk about the different personality types. Okay. So let's just jam on that for a second and then we'll be done. There are a lot of different personality tools out there. But a lot of them you can kind of boil down to four, not four types, but there's kind of four themes uh, or buckets people could fall into. So the first one is... uh, you know, you talk about Myers-Briggs. It might be like the E, J.
1: yeah, Right, right.
0: The E or the J. Uh, within analysis that I talk about, it's kind of the red. But this is the people who are very action-oriented, mm-hmm. and it's all about having a clear goal and a task and something to check off the list. I love checking stuff off the list.
1: They They want to get it done right now.
0: Yeah, so if you're yeah. that type and right now you're like – yeah, yeah, I know, Steve, move on, move mm. on, right? Right. <laughs> yeah. Then pause the podcast right now yeah. and schedule your time. Right. Or do right. that block of time right now. Mm-hmm. Okay. So it's movement. Go. You're
1: right. It's typically more of the extrovert J's.
0: Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Okay, the second type is more the people person. They're more kind of options are open, like... Exploring different possibilities. Uh, this like one doesn't sound familiar to me at all. I, mean, I don't I, know what you're talking I about. Like this <laughs> and what is that in the Myers? A
1: lot of times, it's more of the extrovert P, the perceiver, the ones that we we just love options mm. and don't really, and we also love to to, to collaborate.
0: Yeah. So that brains, if you love a brains good brainstorm mm-hmm. session, yeah. <laughs> or ideas. The introverts are like, please
1: don't put me in that room. <laughs> yeah.
0: If that's you, then do this calendar block thing mm-hmm. with somebody else yeah do it with somebody with a friend with whatever because that camaraderie that kind of we're in it together is going to help you stick to it and you're going to show up you're not going to you know this kind of this type of person will put it on the calendar and then ignore it when it when it's supposed to happen right so if somebody else is there you're more likely to follow through true
1: i also think because i would say when you asked me where my first thought was it's not always about the where as much as it is about the who
0: Oh, yeah. So
1: I I just, I want you to ask me, what's your, what's your priority next week? And I want to ask you. Yeah. I actually like to share a little bit about it. I don't know.
0: That's, but but that's insightful because this personality type is more about the who. Right. The first one's more about the what. Mm -hmm. This next one's actually more about the how. And so it's the linear process driven Mm -hmm. details and data. Yeah. In DISC or personality, it's kind of green. Mm -hmm. What about like Myers-Briggs?
1: Probably leaning more towards the IJ, the introvert J. That's what it feels like. I mean, I'm just totally just guessing here, but it feels a little bit more like that type.
0: So if you're this type, plan out the steps of what you're going to do during that calendar block. Because you're already feeling uneasy this episode that (laughs) you don't know what's going to happen during that hour time. Mm -hmm. So plan beforehand what you're going to do or what you're going to think about, what you're going to get done. And the last type is more of the explorer, the researcher. The They always ask why, and they want to know the context and the per- the purpose, you know? Um, so this is more of the blue in the disc or personalysis. Myers-Briggs might be what?
1: I don't know. I felt like it was just like the middle letter. Maybe the N and the S is maybe attached with a T. Yeah. Like just logical, like what's what what's the purpose? Like what's the reason?
0: Yeah. Not just
1: why am I feeling? It's like they love thinking. Yeah.
0: Thinking about stuff Mm -hmm. is a hobby. So if you're the thinker type, then actually think beforehand. Think about the purpose of this session Mm -hmm. with yourself. (laughs) Yeah. What is the purpose behind it? What am I trying to get out of it? Because even that framing is what you need to know to Mm -hmm. be kinda confident and make it happen. So so that's kind of for each type, how you can approach it to make it more successful. Mm -hmm. And, and then let us know, let us know how it goes because some, some of this is always each person's unique. So, you know, we can't give you the exact prescription. Sure. You kind of have to try it out and see Mm -hmm. what works for you and what doesn't.
1: But the bottom line is that you got to become intentional, whatever your personality is. Right. You got to become intentional with a spot on your calendar that says that you're going to be intentional about the following week. Exactly. Yeah. Right.
0: And hopefully, this becomes a rhythm. We talk Mm -hmm. about rhythms Mm -hmm. a lot in the greenhouse network, but.
1: Yeah, I really like this. I never did this before, before I joined Greenhouse. And I have to tell you, it's really made my, me more productive. But I also like the way that you have us look back sometimes to just briefly, just really quick look back at your week mm-hmm. to kind of reflect on certain particular questions, too. Because think looking back makes me think about maybe what I can self-correct moving forward.
0: That's good. Well, if you dig this stuff, clearly, if you made it this far in the episode, yes. you do. <laughs> you should join. We have a free community where we talk about this stuff and support each other with growing personally professionally productivity all this kind of stuff and you can just go to greenhouse.mn.co and join for free